When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It's a podcast for scared people who like being scared. That's it. It's a comedy podcast mostly. If you're looking for a well-researched book of a podcast, it's not here. It's not. And and we support you in your venture. And we are here to tell you we are your backseat friends telling stories on a way to a theme park that is kind of off the beaten path. Yes. Yeah. Like... We didn't expect it to take an hour to get into the parking lot, but that's right. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're also in a very cavernous, echoey space. I know. Everybody, you've been champs, I th- you know, uh, uh, as we've been recording in person. The benefit is it's much more fun. It's much more fun and the flow is better. The negative is we are in my cavernous apartment. Now, why don't we do it in me and Jason's apartment? It, it is it, a beautiful podcast. To, it is a beautiful place to podcast in. It is, and we have curtains on one end. Wow, we should you, do that. You are smart. But the thing is, Jason and I, an important part of our life is leaving Ritz cracker wrappers on the floor <laughs> with crackers still in it. And I like have to tell underwear you, everywhere. Anna, Anna, every time we've gone over, has had like an antipasto cheese and cracker and sausage of some kind. Wow. Three different times we've been over, you've you've provided that, and that to me is adulthood. Well, I can tell you that sweet Katie Fischel of At Sex Is Weird was at my house today unexpectedly, and there were multiple pairs of underwear and Ritz crackers <laughs> on the floor, and she was a damn champ. Well, she allowed well, it to occur. Everything is allowed right now. It's all look. Yeah, it's gotta be unless it's illegal. Unless this isn't the purge. Yes, <laughs> it's the purge of what is um, not important. Exactly. But speaking of the word important, hey. This is, um, we're doing listener campfire tales this summer. Um, if you've uh, ever heard a random ghost story from someone at a party, that's what we're going for here. What a thrill. And you all have been sending us some real humdingers that we've been thrilled by. And Andrew, uh, what is a humdinger? Humdinger is, um, you go, hmm, and then a spittoon ding happens, but then you're like, I didn't do that. So it's creepy and you appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. That is, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I knew that. Um... And we got a real humdinger. This is from a, not even friend of the pod, a champion of the pod. Champion of the pod, deep friend of ours. Deep friend of ours, deep go back far friend. She's been on the pod now two times with a cameo in a third episode. With a cameo in the third episode. Um, and it is Miss Mara Wilson. Uh, 
And uh, this is a story from Mara that we're going to read. And yes. it's special. That's it's, all. It's a re- she, she gave us a heads up that she was sending it, which was very sweet. She was like, no pressure. This is a story that I've heard and I do want to share it with you. And she did not disappoint. This one I am very excited about. Very excited. And she sent it to her email at scarystorypod at gmail.com. If you got scary stories, send them. Could you please? Can you beat this? Send it on in. Um, so we're very excited. Um, so here we go. And the, the subject line is Anna's story from Mara. Not, wow, not, not me. This Anna. There's multiple Annas in the world. There's multiple Annas. Hey, guys. So my sister has all kinds of wild stories about spooky things that have happened to her. She was once a live-in caretaker for an elderly Russian woman with dementia. Tag yourself. This is me. (laughs) Who had bookshelves upon bookshelves of occult books and who would say things like, who's that man behind you when they were completely alone in the house in the middle of the night? I can't believe it. And yet I do. And yet, and if you want to hear more, she's actually working on a comic about it now. You can find the beginnings of it on longnightcomic.tumblr.com. Oh, I can't um, check that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post about it. Um, but this story is spooky in a different way. Ah, oh, <gasps> pivot. Uh, it happened a few years ago when she was working at a restaurant. Here's how she tells it. So this is Anna, um, sister of the champion of the pod. <laughs> um, so I was working in a little diner that had a really beautiful and spacious patio. I was 24, so I could pour beer. And because the other coworkers were younger than me, sometimes they would leave early and leave me by myself. What? <gasps> oh. No. No, I, that's not allowed. I don't care what, I don't care what age you are. You because. Don't, you don't abandon a coworker. No, if you're younger, your life has to be worse. Because <laughs> older is your bones are breaking. <laughs> this is the rule, Andrew. This is the world. What, I just picture them on a sexy roller coaster. Oh, I, you know what? Then my mind has changed. Yeah. One afternoon, a guy in a much younger woman. Vermin? <laughs> Guy in a much younger vermin <laughs> came to eat at my restaurant and they chose a table outside. I went outside and immediately I got a weird vibe from the guy. Hmm. He was carrying these two small packages with him and he was talking to the girl in this really interesting way where I couldn't quite tell what their relationship was. This happens all the time in Los Angeles. I have oh, say. constantly. Much <laughs> more than any other city, I think. Where I'm like, are you guys having sex and are weird with each other yes. or your friends and you're weird or your cousins and you're weird. Did this start as an industry meetup? And then both of you were like, is this a date actually? What yes, is happening? Yes, 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 yes. This is every other table. Um, well, I'm not here to judge. I figured <laughs> he was, I'd say in his early fifties had straight gray and black hair and he had sunglasses on and was wearing all black with a leather jacket. The girl was young and conventionally beautiful. She had long curled brown hair and beautifully done makeup. Curled, not curly, which means that heat tools were involved. And heat tools are dangerous, everybody. Be careful. Danger can cause a ghost, which is scary. Wow. Wow. Think about it. Um, And beautifully done makeup. I already said that, but we're just revisiting (laughs) it. Makeup takes so long and it wipes off at the end of the day. It's insane. Okay. (laughs) When I went over to their table, he kept mocking and teasing the girl in front of me. <gasps> when I took their drink orders, he said to her, do you want to get a Corona? And she said, no, I'll take a look at the drink menu myself. And the man looked at me and laughed coldly, saying, everything I do, she does the exact opposite of. Mm. He gestured dramatically to her and said, don't sleep with me. Uh, I didn't laugh at this. Yeesh. Yikes. Kind of casually, he asked me, what do you do? And I said, I'm a waitress. Here. My God. <laughs> that is 
the sign of a, a person that something is wrong. What do you do at work now? Hello, chef. What do you do? <laughs> what kind of costume is your job? <laughs> I'm a waitress here, but I'm trying to transfer into UCLA. He looked at the girl and said, see, she's got her life figured out. He turned back to me and said, how old are you? I said I was 24. And the girl said, oh, I just turned 24. I wondered what she was doing with a guy that age. See, she seemed very into him, but he wasn't handsome and clearly wasn't rich and really wasn't nice. And this was a family diner, not the kind of place you'd expect a sugar daddy to take his sugar baby. What? A sugar daddy on a budget feels like diner is perfect for him. Yeah, yeah. Because they got a lot of stuff. Sugar daddy on a budget is like sugar da. Like it's like we're not even finishing it. <laughs> sugar da. It's, it's <laughs> verbalizations. It's not yet words. <laughs> when I returned with the drinks, he was saying something to her like, well, don't worry. That's why we're here. I'm going to help you sort out your life. After I took oh. their f- food orders, he said something like, you know, the last five years of my life haven't gone the way I planned. But what really caught my attention was the fact that he had opened up one of the small packages with them And it was one of these long plastic vials with a red stopper. (gasps) I couldn't see what was inside of them, but that gave me a red alert. When I came out with their food, one of the vials was partially empty. Gah. Gah. Sorry, I keep doing sniffs. That's fine. It's not cocaine. It's just (laughs) Jewish allergies. (laughs) The opposite of cocaine. (laughs) Okay. I felt like I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what. When the girl got up to go to the bathroom, I had half a mind to follow her and be like, hey, do you know this guy? Is he okay? <laughs> like, Whoa. do you want me to hide you in the freezer for a little bit? Because to be <laughs> honest, he's giving me kind of creepy vibes. But by that time, everyone in the restaurant had left. So I was the only one who could work the register. And the guy walked up to pay. Because diner, you got to pay the... That's right. Pay up, oh, pay up I don't like that. I tried to be as casual as I could as I asked him, hey, how do you know that girl? And he said, oh... I hired a private investigator to take naked photos of her so that I could blackmail her into sleeping with me. Oh, boy. Once again, I did not laugh. What he said made me scared for her. Made me scared for me. Wait, is this a joke or not? I'm I'm sure he voiced it as a joke. Yeah. But that is a true dark-sided joke to make. Dark-sided? Yeah, gargoyles! Gargoyles! This is... This man... I... I mean, we'll talk more after. Yes. Um, I knew I needed to get him out of there. Fortunately, he left. The girl slipped out with him, and when I was cleaning up their table, I noticed the package was still there <gasps> with the empty vials. <gasps> I looked it up, and it was some sort of herbal infusion of Molly that he had given her. Uh. But the guy's name and address was still in the package, and I just had this instinct to Google him. I needed to know what his deal was because I was overwhelmed with this feeling that something was wrong with this guy. So I Googled him, and the first thing that came up was his mugshot. <gasps> this guy had been arrested for suspicion of a mu- murder of oh. a much younger woman who passed away in another big city, <gasps> one I used to live in. Oh. Allegedly, he had claimed that he had been sleeping in the venue that he worked in and had found, quote, his friend <gasps> dead beside him when he woke up. They must have eventually dropped the charges, and then he had skipped town and moved here. This scared me on multiple levels because I feel I felt like I had known it. I never saw him again, oh. but I feel as if I met a truly evil man that day. Oh my god. This is very scary. This is not the terror I was expecting. No. I was expecting ghost story. I know, but what a twist. This man. 
Ugh, I'm so sorry. I'm glad that you're fine, and I'm glad that she's fine, which is a story I'm inventing for myself in order to oh, feel okay. The, uh, this does bring up a very... Oh, sorry, is this, is this the end? Yeah, this is the end. Oh, my gosh. Well, Mara, thank you so much for sending it. Anna, Anna from the story, we're so glad yeah. you're okay. Jesus. And, oh. like, yeah, I mean, your instincts sometimes are from stupid bias and copaganda, and right. sometimes it's... um. Real. I know. Sometimes it is worth, as as Anna said, like hide someone in your freezer for a little bit so that this man doesn't hide them in a freezer forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like it's always this I was just talking about this with Katie Fischel this morning. Uh-huh. Like the if you were to follow every girl who came out of a bar I with know. a guy then that would be your full-time job (laughs) because like this shit, it's like, why didn't she help? It's like, this shit is everywhere. Right. It happens literally all day. Um, But yeah, those like spooky feelings are so, it it also makes sense that like somebody who makes these jokes, sometimes it's just a joke, but sometimes it is like, if you thought that I, as a young woman who's the same age as that person would find it funny too, you either are not taking into account that, I likely don't find that funny. Yeah. Or you don't care. This is, uh, it's a really funny thing, Anna, that, so we work, we work in comedy and yet to me, a huge red flag are people who say like, I just love making people uncomfortable. That to (laughs) me is like, so that's, that is an opposite human (laughs) want Yes. That to me implies some like you're like you're approaching human to human interactions like you were a scientist. And yeah. that is not how we like even if that is a natural curiosity you have, your primary goal should not be like, I'm gonna make someone uncomfortable. Like that's not a especially in comedy, that's not comedy. It's uh it's theater, really. Right. Yeah, you were a performance artist. Yes, sorry. Sorry to you gotta go tell your parents. Right. Um <laughs> Yeah, like I, I when people say that, I think it's usually um, they're acknowledging that their material doesn't always hit. Yeah, and they feel bad about that, but they're justifying it by saying, "Guess that's just kind of the fucked up guy that uh. I am," and like making themselves feel better instead of I don't know writing more, <laughs> like being more yeah. entertaining. And I say this is someone who did the same seven jokes for about a year, a decade. My Lord, I know the feeling. Um, Especially like the interpersonal jokes, like not even on stage. Like I've experienced this so many times and it just feels like they think that it's compulsory to make these kinds of comments. Yes. And it just lets you know about the people that they spend the most time with. (laughs) Right. I guess they all did. And it really lets you know about their parents. Oh gosh. That's always, I mean... I'm sure you could listen to me talking about this and be like, what are you talking about? It's a joke. But it also is like very weird. It's still something you're saying. Right. It's not yeah. nothing. You didn't think it. I There is something deeply creepy to me too about late night diners and gauging what the relationships are between the people who are there. You know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I think one of the strangest nights of my life was I – was out with friends and I was catching like a 4 a.m. train out of Penn Station. 
Mm -hmm. uh, in New York. And I was like, I got out with my friends at like 1230 and I was like, I'm not going to go all the way home. Mm -hmm. So I went to that diner that's like right by the old Penn Station. You know, that it's not called Around the Clock, but it's called something like TikTok Diner Time. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, and I went in there and again, at like one in the morning. Yeah, on 8th and 30, between 34th yes, and 35th. Yes, exactly. I used to work in that hotel. Oh my gosh. So then, so so you get at, at a late, you know, late night and you get like people who are like getting their kind of like uh, food to soak up whatever they've drank that night. And then after that, like before the early morning breakfast crew <laughs> yes. comes in, it is a real... <laughs> peculiar assortment of people <laughs> it is like that time especially near penn station yeah. it's a parade that could be themed i'm being the most myself yeah yeah like people who are who live on the edge normally and people who don't normally it's just everyone is there's no cover-up that's and so to, like if i recall correctly that night it was um there were maybe like like three different pairs of people who had missed the last like train to Long Island. Mm -hmm. And it was like heads down on table. One person ordered a bagel. <laughs> like they're just waiting just until a loose bagel. Right. Right. And then the, the strangest of all man walks in tall, thin as a skeleton wearing a scarf that was piano keys. Oh, he sits down. Uh, he's wearing like a beret esque hat. I don't know quite what qualifies as a beret, but sure. it red beret. It was in the area of beret. He's sitting there. I'm like, okay, just kind of random strange guy in New York. He is then joined by an equally tall, thin person who sits down. They like say hi to each other. They eat each of them uh, like a strawberry shortcake, like a slice of strawberry shortcake. Okay. They do not interact. They are sitting <gasps> there eating together. The strawberry shortcake is taken away. 20 minutes past, they're each like reading magazines, newspapers, not interacting. Anna, like maybe an hour after they had like sat down together, they order another slice of strawberry shortcake, each oh. of them. And I was like, this is the richest backstory I could ever possibly <laughs> divine. And what do you think? What do you think that I never found out the answer? They left. Like, what was that? I know exactly what that was. And I think you'll agree with me. God gave two men two hours out of their graves. <laughs> Anna, <laughs> that is it. I'm not saying they knew each other. No. But whoever they were, their favorite thing in the world was strawberry shortcake. At that diner. At that diner. Wow. That's it. I love I love seeing people. Uh, the people are doing this thing now. I feel like maybe men are losing fantasy football games. And then they have to go at like like Waffle House for 24 hours or something. Is oh that's like a bet like yeah if, if you, you lose, lose you have to go there and so oh, it's like I'm no. seeing kind of like experiences and so like you're getting a very particular experience late night in a metropolitan diner in a in a rural or suburban diner at that time I can only imagine oh my god I oof. that you're right on, you're dead on with like the diner that's 24 hours which I don't remember if that's what this one was like it defies God because it um, <laughs> big shout outs podcast sponsor God um, use code uh, scary stories for 10% more God. Um, I, it like it refuses to start the day anew the way that yes. we all are commanded to by the Bible. <laughs> like, so you it, have to go to sleep. You have to go sleep. You got to go down flat on yes. your bed. 
And like, if you don't, it is in this, it does feel like witching error. It feels like the veil between this world and the next is thin. Yes. And like, yeah, I, I also would get out. I waited tables for a very short amount of time because I'm too fragile (laughs) and like getting out super late with like a giant wad of cash in the West village is like the weirdest feeling. Yeah. Um, it's like walking around soaked in gasoline. It's like, this could be fine. Could be fine. But if one thing goes wrong, it's all over. I know. Yeah. I, there's a lot of haunted restaurants, but most of them are haunted by people like this. I know. I guess my other thing is in a situation, like what the twist for me in this story is the fact that how Anna was gauging the situation. The young, the young woman was very into, this older guy. Does she seem fine? I and, don't know. And that is, you know, and I, I feel like, I don't know. I've been on like, like in my mid twenties, I remember going on dates with people who I felt like, Oh, like this person is kind of, they like know more than me and this will all be fine. And I think gradually when you, are in enough of those interactions. This isn't speaking for everybody, but there is a type of person who seeks out younger people so that they can feel in mm-hmm. charge. Again, not everybody. Um, and that is a type of person who, if that's what you're looking for, that's great. Um, but you can very quickly sign yourself up for uh, a situation that is potentially uncomfortable. Yeah. And in a very rare instance, someone who is trying to kill you. <laughs> very rare. Usually they're just trying to um, not feel so... Uh, lame. Yeah. And if they're near somebody who knows less, yeah. they're less likely to know that they suck. I'm going to, I will make a blanket statement here. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. If someone is carrying around a package of vials <laughs> and those are not medically prescribed by a doctor, I'm going to say, just keep your um, alert lights on. Keep them on. Yeah. And the thing is like, when you're in the place and look, I get it. I was a big fan of Lord of the Rings in middle school. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, the middle-aged men are amazing. Yeah. When you are young and stupid is <laughs> great. Cause their hair turn a little bit gray sometimes. I and know. that's so fun. Right. And they and I, know things. And also it's nice to be considered hot. Like I feel like that's oh, mostly yeah. what women like with older <laughs> guys is that they look at them like, Oh my God. And like <laughs> we all just want to feel so hot. And one way to have that happen is if the person is less likely to see hot people. Also, I feel like I should clarify, like, I, I still feel middle-aged people are great and old people and everything. And, you, you know, we're, we've been middle-aged since 12. Yeah. So. Love, love, love whoever, love whatever degree of salt and pepper you like. Um, if that is, if the added element is that person is also constantly mocking you in public. Don't do this. I know. I watched, um, fuck show was it it was like it was one of these horrible reality shows it wasn't 90 day it was basically like I can't remember what the title was but it was like I'm getting married to an older or younger person for money it was like dating millionaires or something married to millions I think and there's a girl who was like I want to say 20 and a guy who was I want to say 60 who was just constantly like the like Cheshire cat grinning all the time and had like dyed hair and like horrible face and looked like, looked like discount Richard Branson, like so scary. Whoa. I'm going to guess the title of this was grandpa boss or boyfriend. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. The answer is all, all three, all three. That's what you get when you're 20 and he's 60. 
Um, and like, she was like, he wants us to move to Miami and I, or no, he wanted her to move to Texas or Miami. Yeah. And she was like, I'm really close to my family. And he was like, it's fine. They can come visit us. And she was like, Mm. I'm really close to my family. And it was like, oh, she's saying I'm still a child. Yes. I need to live with my family for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently according to socials, they're still together. Okay. 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 But look, here's the deal. I looked up herbal Molly. And this is an article, as the EDM community continues to struggle with its drug problem, oh boy! name of the brand has developed one solution, or so they say. It's a legal, safe, all-natural alternative to MDMA. It's the world's most powerful, all-natural, plant-based, experience-enhancing supplement. It's dopamine, serotonin, and GABA stimulating, but requires no prescription and comes without risk. Okay. Hmm. Um, it just changes your entire brain, but it doesn't do anything. I know. I, this is, and again, I, I'm I'm kind of a library nerd, but Chris and I have done Molly one time. We had a, it was very very fun. Oh, cool I guys! Would, I would not. Also, it was like <laughs> we did it like out with friends, but then we just went back to our house. And when we woke up the next morning, we had reorganized our furniture, <gasps> and um, we we looked in our YouTube search history, and we had not. We had not just like searched for like Mariah Carey playlist. We had individually searched for every Mariah Carey music video, <laughs> like thirty-four individual searches. Like we did not Mariah let Carey one... fantasy, Mariah Carey heartbreaker, yeah. Mariah. Yeah, and then there were some we couldn't forget. We couldn't remember like the title of it, so it'd be like Mariah Carey white boots. Like it was just like, <laughs> and and it was a very fun thing. But I also, I, I managed to avoid the next day where everyone's like, you feel like the saddest you've ever felt before, which is How? like, I think, I think it happens after you take Molly. Yes. Typically. Well, that's, this is where like Molly became a big thing in like the improv community. Yes. And I was like, really a bunch of depressed, unemployed people. Yeah. Are it's not, like, it's not worth like it, you, you're going to mess with your serotonin when you're someone who has trouble accessing serotonin to begin yes. with. This is such a problem. And this is the thing. It's like everyone, every responsible person I know who recreationally takes drugs is like, take Molly once a year if you're going to take it like it is not a thing that you should be ever and especially you shouldn't be taking with people who you don't really know too well like it's yeah. it's not that's not the vibe I know yeah I respect when it's like a little well I respect everything because it's all everything that ever happens is good <laughs> um but uh yeah when it's like we're going to Joshua Tree on a trip anyway and we're all gonna go and eat a little mushroom I'm yeah. like Great. Gorgeous for you. Happy for you. Yeah. I know. I like, <laughs> I almost uh, signed up to take ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Here's ago. Talk about journeying into spooky things. I mean, see dead people and God and yeah. spirits and talk to a couch. Talk to a damn couch. Yeah. Uh, I almost signed up. Like, a friend was like, if you want, it's $200. There's going to be 12 of us in a yoga studio in New York over a weekend and you're going to throw up and shit your pants in front of strangers and uh, you have to like prepare psychologically for it. And I kept being like, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. Eh." And he was like, are you in or you're out? And I was like, I might be in. And then I realized I looked at, I was like, well, I like that after you do ayahuasca, they say that you have like the spiritual healing and stuff that happens. So I'll just get to that. And then I was like, I think Going into a, a trip, yeah. being like, let me just get through this to the end right. is like a good way to have a horrific experience. Anna, that is so smart. Yeah. And I just didn't. I was like, nope, I can't do that. 
I this thing I I, I take very I take very few uh, mind altering substances, and a big part of it is that when I was a a kid, I had several surgeries, and um, I was put under deep anesthetic a couple times. Mm. The one that was like the most uh, fresh in my brain. I think I've talked about this in the pod before, but I was put under for nine hours for a surgery. And I went on the greatest trip of my entire life. Um, the short version of it is uh, I was running at an incredible speed through the most gorgeous desert ever. Um, and I was holding hands with Muppets in a long line who went as far as the eye could see in either direction. We were all running together. And then the Muppet, who's like the old Muppet with like a mustache and glasses, looked mm-hmm. at me and said, ready? And then we flew off into the sky, gorgeous <laughs> sky. They all came in a big circle. We were spinning around and around. And I was, I'm sort of like, I don't see how I'm ever going. Like, that's what I wanted from this. <laughs> and I'm glad I had that experience when I was nine. You know? Good for you. So it sort of is like. Yeah, they, we gave your son a little bit of MDMA. <laughs> I know. Just I to do, take the edge off. I, yeah, he kept just naming Mariah Carey music videos <laughs> as we were doing Mariah Carey white boots, please. <laughs> yeah. Mariah Carey on a swing. Mariah Carey. Yeah. <laughs> it's gay people are so funny. It's so gay funny. Gay people are so gay. <laughs> It is so funny that that is what Chris and I did. <laughs> did you have a memory of it or was it just like... I remember being like... I remember listening to Always Be My Baby and being like, this is the best thing I've ever heard, in my, life. Ever heard in my that life. That was also... I remember having the thought in that music video, A, I was like, how did she get out in that rope swing? It's impossible to have done. It like doesn't make... Like when you look at it physically. It. And then the other one is... Um, I always thought she was saying... When she says, but inevitably you'll be back again... I thought she was saying, but enough about me. But enough about me. You'll be back again. Oh like, my God. And and our friend Salty once said to me when I thought that was the lyric, he said, Mariah Carey has never in her life said, but enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm rambling. Anyway, I miss you. Come back. <laughs> what's a, what's new with you? Yeah, <laughs> like, what's going on? I'm just a- sort of a middle-aged conversational thing. And a, yeah, but enough so about me. Funny. The pop sensation. Oh my God. Um, well, I feel like we covered it. I think w- what a funny episode oh this was. Oh my God, really funny. Um, thank you, Mara, for sending that in. And thank you, thank you, Molly, for. Th- thank you, know. life. Thank you, love. There's, there are some angels in this city. I think there is some Molly in this diner. There. <laughs> um, yeah, and Anna Anna Wilson, we're, we're so thrilled that you're okay. Your instincts were correct. Good on you yeah. for keeping an eye out. Look. We're all in this together. Yeah. As Zach Efron once said. He did. At He's, his Harvard commencement speech. I don't at know. His, at his personal Harvard commencement. He owns Harvard. Right, right. And he does a commencement every year. Um, Anna, before we go, would you like to do a little segment we like to call Scary, Scary Ideas, Ideas for, for Things, things that, that Could happen? happen? Yeah. Andrew, would you like to go first or second? I have a I have a small one that just jumped to mind, and I think it's going to be short and simple. Get in there. Um, your husband has recently got into plant daddy dumb and he puts a little bit of poison in the plants that is for bugs ostensibly and one day you walk by the plants and you see two little bugs cowering and you're like what's going on and you look closer and those two bugs are walking by a little bug graveyard and you hear one of the bugs say to the other bug are there bug ghosts? And the other one says, We only live for like two days. 
that could, could happen. happen. And in fact, that does happen. And that Constantly. is happening here is what I'm getting. At any given time, Chris is poisoning bugs. Oh, my God. Um, it's hard to keep bugs away from plants because bugs love plants. I know. And it's so funny because Chris is, uh, has such a holistic approach to bugs where he like a gnat he will catch and release. But he will poison the no, hell out of bugs. No, we need to mug Chris. We need to change him. <laughs> if there are, if 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 there is a single bug thinking about taking a bite out of one of his plants, he'd be like, "I'm gonna kill that bug's whole family, and I'm gonna post about it on social." <laughs> That's amazing. Thank oh you. Oh my God, God bless. We got him there. God bless. Okay, here we go. You are rowing your canoe on a beautiful, still mountain lake. And the water is like glass. And the moon starts to rise. And you look and you see there's something standing in the middle of the lake. And you paddle a little closer. And you see it's a moose. That, that could, could happen. happen. See? And that... Animals a scary idea for a thing that could happen. I, I, moose are the most supernatural animal that we know of, I think. There are, and there's like, this isn't moose, but there's like big bucks in LA. My friend got a like a 12-point buck in the end of his driveway on his nest cam. <laughs> big buck is exact. Here's my, this is my son, big buck. Big, He's from <laughs> LA. <laughs> no. Fight him, fight him. <laughs> well, you can follow us on yeah, you can Instagram, us. Twitter, at scary story what is underscore, it? Pod. underscore pod you can send us an email at scary story pod at gmail.com and one more thing you could do get, get out. out forever dog this has been a forever dog production scary stories to tell on the pod is executive produced by brett boehm joe cilio and alex ramsey produced by tracy soren original theme music by chris ryan Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.